the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. And this is V, and we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. This is going to be number three, three. of the series on yin yoga, restorative yoga, what it is and what it isn't. Stay tuned. And we're back, and today we're going to be talking about yin and restorative but first we want to say that we just got a brand new mic uh we, again <laughs> again yep, we've gone through a lot of gear trying to set this up so we can be more mobile uh without having a lot of fancy gear that we have to carry on a plane uh on a train on a train on with a goat <laughs> uh on a boat actually we've done it with on yes, a plane yes. on a train we've been next to a goat and we did it on the boat. So we have done all those. Uh, and then there's Dr. Zeus who did it. No, never mind. But anyways, uh, so we have a brand new mic. And we went to Apple. And Apple told us that the best mic that works with the... iPad Pro 11. Fancy. Is this mic. The Apogee. And we'll have, if you like the mic... Uh, it will be in the notes, notes on the how to get it and stuff. If you don't like the mic, let us know. If you do like the mic, how it's sounding, let us know. Either way, let us know. Or not. But, so we're talking about one of the things, uh, some different things that people tell us. So it's more of, uh, today's going to be going over false stuff. False data? False data. Not data from Star Trek false data he was the anti-data right you done (laughs) so the first one is i'm not flexible enough yes and we've heard that so many times uh just for yoga in general Mm -hmm. that oh i'm too i'm i'm not flexible so i can't practice yoga which is false data but also especially for yin you want the people that are not that flexible exactly those are the the ones who feel stiff are the ones who should be practicing yin, yep. the proper yin. Yep. I remember uh, we had a client, Dick, uh, and he was probably the most flexible person I've ever seen. Yeah. And he would come in and it would take him 15 minutes to get ready to practice yoga because he had to put wraps on. He would put a wrap around his wrist because his wrist would pop out of socket. He had to wrap his elbow. He had to wrap his knee. He had to wrap uh, every now and then. He'd put a shoulder wrap on, yeah. and so he was constantly wrapping because he would practice yoga so much that he became so flexible that the muscles wouldn't hold the muscles or the, the joints, bones, in, the place. joints in place. Exactly, exactly. And then we had another uh, lady who was extremely yeah. flexible. She and she didn't work out either. Nope. And uh, she was so flexible that she fell with her high heels on a, uh, uh, she was a model. Yeah, it was a fashion stage. Yeah, fashion stage. stage. And so she hurt herself and she actually went out of 
uh, she couldn't walk the yep. stage anymore because she broke her leg or broke her, her ankle. ankle. Yeah, so, so her career was pretty much over for Be quite a while. For quite a while, yeah. exactly. So those things can happen yep. if you are so flexible. So for the people that are saying, oh, I'm not flexible enough, yin yoga is perfect for them. Yes. In fact, the you really, really want them to practice real yin yoga. Exactly. Where restorative, uh, it can be one of those things where you can be very flexible. Yeah. And you can be very non-flexible. And I know that uh, we, because we used to do it all the time, was feet up the wall. You know, we thought that that was the best pose for all different types of issues. And it was one that we would do with our clients, uh, especially when they came with certain issues. And one of the things that I noticed is that they were extremely tight, but the feet up the wall didn't work for any of them. The feet up the wall only worked for uh, people that were very flexible. Yes. Uh, so they did it more as a, oh. Feel good feel for good. the moment. Yep. And they would teach it and they thought that it was the, the shadizzle of <laughs> every pose. Yeah. And it ended up, statistically, I think that it only helped like one out of a thousand yeah. clients that we had. So feet up the wall was a useless, pretty much useless pose that at least I consider it was. Yes. We stopped using it. Uh, we would use the, uh, we would go into wheel using a prop. Yes. That worked to get you into the prop, but it really didn't do a lot to help strengthen those issues. So I, I, for me, I know that we didn't see a lot of benefits doing the restorative yoga as much as we've seen benefits doing the, for, for injured people doing the uh, yin. For injured or for tight people, yeah. yes. So the the thing is... What is the economy of action for the particular pose and then for the practice? What's like the return on investment? Yeah. Are you wasting too much Are you wasting their time? Exactly, exactly. And yeah. are you wasting their money? Exactly. Are you doing it for your ego because it makes you feel good or are you doing it for your clients? Exactly. And we found that just so many of them it didn't do much for so and th so those are a, a couple of different cases that we mentioned, and we can break them down in more uh, detail as we go. Please uh, break them down. <laughs> so the the first case is the I am not flexible enough. So that's what we'll uh, go with. Okay. And uh, you you agree? I agree. Okay. Are you with me on this? I'm, I'm okay. With you on this. <laughs> so I am. I'm not... flexible enough <laughs> to go with you on this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so I am not flexible enough to practice yoga. So when we say flexible enough, uh, it can be a couple of different things. Like, what do we define as flexible? Is it uh, that you you strength train uh, a lot and you are uh, you are too tight? Yeah, but I terms... remember John. John was one of our clients, and his forward fold was the tip of his fingers touching his thighs. Yeah, but he could bench press a car. Exactly. So so that and if you if you are that type of non-flexible, then yin yoga is a must for you, the proper yin, in order to keep you mobile. Yeah. 
Yes. So because your your muscles have to loosen up, and you also need to work your bones and the connective tissue. So you have to help your muscles, your bones, your our connective tissue, your tendons, and your ligaments. It's going to make you stronger because the strength that you are developing is too specific and it's not distributed. And I'll just bring in my body. Uh, So for me, and as we've talked many times, I've been practicing for I don't even know how many years, uh, since 1981. Yes. Uh, So for me, uh, because I do have a couple lower back issues, if I'm too flexible, I start feeling pain. So when I'm doing sun salutations, and I get to a point, and I know that point where my fingers, my palms can touch the ground. That's when I need to back off. Actually, when my fingers start touching the ground, I know I need to back off because once my palms touch the ground, and I've done this many times, my back starts getting bad. I start feeling pain when I move. I start doing things. So that is actually too flexible for exactly. me. Exactly. Where a lot of people say, oh, that's not flexible enough. But once I get to a certain point, I'm in pain, where if I keep the muscles to where they are and just my fingers can touch the ground, I actually feel great. Exactly. So the key is you mentioned John and then you mentioned yourself. So during a forward fold, the key is to be somewhere in between your knees and the floor. And if in doubt... Uh, be a little bit further away from yeah. the floor. Your your clients should be able to feel their body and not have you push them to be as flexible as you are. Exactly, exactly. And that's the beauty of proper yin. You are given the archetype of the pose and you are told what to feel where. So as long as you keep in mind that you have your muscles, your bones, and your connective tissue, your fascia, and you want all three aspects to be working properly, then you're good. Because also we have to remember that athletes are sometimes, a lot of times, are forced to retire, not because of muscle issues, but because of joint issues. Mm. So I feel that we should take a break and come back in a couple seconds after we work with our joint. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Not sure what joint that is. Stay tuned. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. So, dude, we finished the <laughs> joint, and now it's time to continue talking, right? So I can't carry that, so I'm not even going to try. And so we're, we're talking about the joint, the joints. Yes. And about how how flexible and what flexible means, right? Yes. So what does 
flexible mean as far as like uh, back pain? Okay, see, and that's the, the issue is when you are talking about flexibility, the word flexibility has a static connotation with it. It means I can uh, uh, stretch something while it's sitting there. Mm -hmm. I don't like that word. I call it the F word. The word that I like to use is mobility. Mm -hmm. Because it's all about movement, right? Like, it's, am I, am I mobile enough? Can I move enough to do my tasks, whatever I need to do? So the word uh, mobility is about, can I use my joint to its full range of motion for my body? with strength and control because everyone is different mm -hmm. i know that like we'll talk about dick again mm -hmm. uh he had great flexibility but he had terrible mobility yes and his ego made him have to be because he would if he didn't couldn't do a pose yep. he would come back within two days and be able to do that pose and he would hurt himself constantly yes, yes. but that was because of his ego pushing his flexibility but yeah. not creating mobility. Exactly, because it's, I need to move whatever my movement is with strength and control. Because when I don't have the strength or the control, then bad things can happen. So when we talk about flexibility is during a seated forward fold, the picture perfect of yoga journal crap and all that is the person being able to touch their toes, put their uh, arms hands around, around their, yeah, yeah, and then around, have yeah. a block even sometimes mm -hmm. between uh, the bottom of the feet and the hands. It just irritates me. Because <laughs> it, it puts a it whole different false data yep because everybody thinks that's what they're supposed to look like exactly. and so the yoga journal has really done some terrible things yes. for us yeah uh doing that but so yeah. that'll be another episode yeah uh, about so yoga that's completely false data it's what's the point if you are able to do this so what do you have the strength a lot of times People can't even bend forward because they don't have the strength. They are so weak. Mm -hmm. So it's... And so with the mobility, you have either... You lose mobility either through lifting a lot... Yes. And not creating flexibility with that or creating whatever movement. you want. Movement. Movement with that. Uh, not keeping you at a range. Range of motion. Exactly. Yes. We'll call it range of motion. Yes, thank and, you. And then you could also have it because you sit all day. Yes. And the fascia tightens up. Exactly. So that you can't go into a movement because your fascia is holding you back. Exactly. And then there's something which yoga, or the uh, uh, restorative people, especially uh, Iyengar people and uh, uh, John Friend. Anusara. Anusara people is they don't they say that the bones have nothing to do with exactly. it where yin says the bones have everything, everything to, to do, do with it. it exactly so so yeah. that's the other uh, case over that you mentioned when your fascia is like um uh is it the saint bernard's dog or what example 
I'm no good with I, I always like to go with the pit bull. The pit bull, exactly. Yeah. You, because a pit bull will bite you. Yes. And it will hold on. In fact, when I was in law enforcement, I went to a call where a guy had hit a pit bull that was, it was like three in the morning, and he was walking from a bar drunk. And a pit bull was chained up, and he went over and hit the pit bull with a like a sign or something. And the pit bull grabbed hold of him in the butt. And when I got there, the guy was hanging from a tree because he climbed up a tree to get away from the pit bull. And the pit bull was hanging attached to this guy's butt with its mouth just hanging his feet about a half a foot off the ground. And it took time to get that dog to let go because it just would not stop. Exactly. And that's your fascia, right? Exactly. Your fascia is... Yeah, you know, when you are when you are repeating the same position over and over and over, the fascia says that's exactly what I should be doing, and then it holds on to everything that and it no wraps, matter what you do to it, and it doesn't, it doesn't let, go. let go. That's why it's also pointless to try to stretch your muscles or do things, because if you don't work the proper hydration, the mobility of the fascia, if you don't bring in that fourth phase of the water for your fascia that we talked about last time, then your fascia will go back into it. The pit bull will still keep biting there no matter what. Which, by the way, quick commercial, uh, you can learn all this through the Power Yin courses by Yoga Energy. Exactly. And we'll have the link in the notes section. So that's the, that's the thing of the fascia. So which takes us, you have the people who, who have an extremely sedentary lifestyle due to their job and their fascia has acquired a certain position. You take them to the studio and you force them to do the opposite, to yep. go in the opposite position then chances are that the fascia is going to be really pissed off. Even worse is they work out seating, seated, whatever yeah. that word is, all day. Yeah. So they're working at seated, the desk. Seated rows. Yep. And, 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 they're, and they're doing a... Bicycling. Uh, yep, and they're doing, uh, they're doing computer. So yep. they've got the rounded shoulders. Yep. They're seated. And then they go into the seated rows. Yeah. Uh, which is the opposite. They go into uh, the, the bicycling, bike. the stationary bike, doing all that. And that really ties it into the same movement almost. So their whole body all day and at, at work and at the gym are all about being seated. Yes. And then you take them and you open them up in a exactly. wheel. Exactly. That's, yep. And or the some of the restorative poses that you open them up too much because they're in a group class. Yes. And they don't know when to say no. Yep. And uh, you end up... And that may feel good momentarily yeah. because it is the opposite of what they've been doing. But of, yep. over time, it's, it's not strengthening their fascia along with the muscles and the bones all together. And especially in today's training with uh, restorative and the yin, uh, is they're, they're not heating up the body. Yes. So they're doing everything cold, so the body's not being heated. Exactly. And then at the end, they don't do the fascia reboots. Yes. So they allow the person to walk out the door, and everything goes back to crap. Yep. 
And that, so that's the other problem with the whole uh, flexibility issue because they, it, they, don't, they don't differentiate what it, the case is. And then the third one with the flexibility issue is the shape of the bones. Uh -huh. And there's some great videos on uh, YouTube. Yes. Uh, or you could even watch... Uh, uh, Paul Greeley's got Paul some great Gre books, yes. our yes. videos on it also, yeah. about how the bones look compared to uh, each other's. Exactly, exactly. And uh, like the femur, the femur is a tremendous example, and the femur has to do with the hips. And you can even have the left and right femur of the same person have completely different shape, mm -hmm. which I know I'm one of these cases. So... Uh, to to say that everyone's bones are the same and everyone should be able to open their hips with the knees touching the floor and all that is completely absurd. And then when you toss in... Uh, uh, it's like communism in yoga. <laughs> and then, then you got the whole concept of... Because I remember when uh, I had an Iyengar teacher working on me and... I was, because I can usually do butterfly, mm -hmm. uh, and I can do that pose very easily. But that day, for some reason, I was tight, mm -hmm. and I had hurt it a little bit, or I don't even remember exactly, but she stood on my knees and popped my growing, mm -hmm. because she, that's how she was oh, taught. Wow. Uh, so they, they, there's this whole concept that if it works for A, Yes. It'll work for B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, Y, N, Z. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so English they, is not your forte. Yeah. So they constantly, this is it. And I remember, and uh, I've seen Iyengar teach many times that, and it's just, if it's this way, then everything is this way. Exactly, exactly. So, so when we have the, so the bone-to-bone -bone compression, is it's extremely critical. You can't be forcing that. You can't be forcing to open up the hip because if it is also bone to bone, then, uh, then microfractures are going to start happening. Hmm. And it's, it's a matter of time and it accumulates. And you don't know what it's going to do for you a few years down the road. That's why you see a lot of um, full-time yoga teachers saying, oh, I had to have a hip replacement, knee replacement, and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's not because they were playing too yeah. hard. Oh, I remember we had an Iyengar teacher that used to work at the studio, mm -hmm. and he would tell everybody that uh, Iyengar is it. Yeah. And uh, all you need to do is to be healthy is practice Iyengar yoga. And uh, I remember all of a sudden, he, we had partings, so he left. Because mm -hmm. uh, he was trying to trash everybody else's yoga courses. You know, So if you taught Bikram, you weren't a real teacher. If you taught uh, Ashtanga, you weren't a real teacher. He was just very, uh, so he had to leave. And uh, I ran into him about a year later, and he had a knee braces on because he ripped his knee out of socket. Yep. He did damage to his knee. And, but I always thought that if you practiced Iyengar, you never would go. <laughs> and I asked him about that and he said, oh no, it was, it was bicycling that did it. It wasn't the Iyengar yoga that did it. Uh, so it, it just, uh, 
it's one of those things that you really want to make sure what you're practicing. Exactly, exactly, because it uh, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. So whatever you practice, it's a matter of time before it becomes an issue or not. An issue or not, exactly. So let's call it at this, uh, and we'll go make a couple things permanent. <laughs> And we'll be back next week to talk more about yin and restorative. Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always... Namaste Kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.